This is how valid is the validity. Did I mess it up? I scared the shit out of you. I know that. I apologize. Well, I was, I was, I just made it the same amount of time and this, and I just put it or changed the file out. So, it, no, yeah, no, that's fine. I, I just love that dog. That little guy who was running across. The, I thought I would, I thought you'd be surprised. I just, the audio were, was going through a different uh, channel through, uh, uh see, I, I should always, the audio was going through a different, like coming through like my vocal channel wasn't coming through the USB in. I'm sorry. I don't know why. I shouldn't mess with things. I just shouldn't do it. It's okay. I will never do it again. Probably it's next okay. week I'll do it. I'll probably do it next week. It's fine. Uh, Tyler, even the studio with us right off the bat. I'm not even. I'm not even going to say anything else. We've been talking about so much. I realized that uh, my guest would be uh, the, the guest would be better for me if I talked to him a little bit before before we started the show. I'm realizing that that because yeah. I know what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can figure it out. Yeah. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. You had a you've had a long day already. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. 62 hours of golf and. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you you sent me that picture. Is that something you can? Can you say who you're playing with today? Yeah, sure. All right, so of John Daly, right? Yeah. So okay, uh, that that he looks pretty good. Dude, he's doing great, man. Listen, uh, so John, you know, I know everybody knows that he was dealing with uh, bladder cancer and everything else, but he so he's been doing great, doing all his treatments and stuff. And uh, he called me yesterday on his way in town, and he said, "Buddy, I just got my <laughs> my test back for this time through, and it's benign." So. Let's play some golf tomorrow and celebrate a little bit. So we did. So he, I, I, I didn't realize he he had cancer. Yeah, I, I didn't even yeah. know that, yeah. that was a thing. But but he's doing great, man. He's doing really good with it. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear. And and so you said that with uh, this particular type of cancer, that after a certain amount of time, then he won't have to he, every year, and then it dissipates yeah, I, off. I don't know like the details of it. I know that he's this is really good. It was like a six month checkup, and he's doing great awesome. and if he has another one of those then he doesn't have to get tested except for every year but it's it's still a long it's a long road a long battle but he's handling it really well and uh it was definitely good news for him so yes. in that case do you not win on purpose do you just kind of you just kind of let him win or do you yeah. just go after do it? you think i can just decide <laughs> to beat john daly <laughs> how is i mean is what is it like does that change your game at all are you that good enough friends with him now that you just kind of do your own you still play your game and Man, I will say this. I never thought, like growing up, watching John Daly and everything, I never thought I'd get to be friends with John the way I have. <laughs> and I will say they, they always tell you uh, you never want to meet your yeah. heroes because they can only let you down. John is the opposite of that. I mean, like he's the – every time I introduce people to him, they're just like, oh, my God, man, what a cool guy. But uh, I early on, for some reason, John took a liking to me on the golf course with him. So we've been partners every time we play somebody else. So that's awesome. Keep winning. Cause <laughs> I have John Daly. I mean, he is his game. Is he pretty? I mean, you guys, struggle. Well, everybody yeah. just thinks he, you know, everybody thinks he just hits the ball a mile, which he, he still does, yeah. but his short game yeah. and his putting is like all that stuff. And he does, you know, legendary things like puts, uh, last time we played, uh, we were on 18 and it was John and I against like five guys were playing a scramble. So John and I's best shot each time versus five guys, best shot, which is hard to beat right. two on five, even with John Daly. But, uh, we get on 18 and I'd pulled my drive left in the, in the woods. And I said, John, 
uh, I'm going to need you here. I pulled that drive a little left. And before I could even finish the sentence, he put a Mick Ultra can down on the tee box, set his ball on it, and hit it 330 down the middle. So, Holy mother. And everyone, I was with like Brad Tercy from Old Dominion, a few other, guy, few other guys out there, and they go, oh, my God. They're like, why didn't anybody video that? That was the most epic thing. I was like, you don't have time to video it when it's John. He just does it. Does it. So, um, but he's also just a dear friend, but getting to play golf with him and hang out with him. He's he doesn't even care about golf anymore. He sure he plays he's playing on the senior tour now, but he uh he just likes hanging out. Bring him down a little bit, my ear, please. Thanks. So when did golf become a thing for you? Back in the day of before music or after music? Man, I, I guess before I mean kinda of, it's honestly they're they're a little bit symbiotic because I uh I played a lot of golf in college. Uh yeah. And with a buddy of mine, just not, I mean, not in, not college golf. I mean, golf in college, big difference, <laughs> right. but, uh, we'd go out and play all the time and I got really into it. And then, uh, when I moved from, I graduated college, went to Key West, played down at Irish Kevin six nights a week, did all that thing. And then I decided to move to Atlanta and I was like, well, you know, I'm going to write my own stuff. And I, then I started playing some cover gigs out, but I started playing all these little tournaments there, like, uh, amateur tournaments where you'd win like a pair of golf shoes or a driver for long drive or whatever. And I did that for, I mean, I made, I was making money off that by winning those things and then selling those things. So oh, I, no ended up getting, yeah, I ended up getting pretty good at golf. And then, and then I had a little bit where I played a little less and now I play all the time and I love it, man. I mean, I, it's for me, it's like, it's my favorite. I mean, I love music, but golf, is ahead of music. So now, now, and you know, we've talked a little bit before the show, but now you're combining those things, right? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so, you know, kind of talk about what, I don't know if you want to talk about the first one you've ever done. Like, how did this come about in the first place? What was the first golf course you played to kind of start this whole, this whole process, you know, that you're, you're doing now? Right. So we're doing a thing called playing through and, and that's going to be, uh, it's two, it's myself and Cole Taylor, who's a hit songwriter kind of anchoring the deal he loves golf like i do and then we're bringing another artist that loves golf to these great golf courses uh so you know some of the top golf golf courses in the country and we're going out there we're playing golf with the members and then we're doing like a kind of intimate acoustic show for them one of the nights but spending a couple days with all those guys playing golf and all that stuff so um that has turned into i think really to be honest with you, the whole like COVID thing and the crazy year yep. of no one touring and everything else is really what got, there's so many country guys that love playing golf that, uh, every one of them I've asked, I've brought it up to, they're like, you're saying I can go play a awesome golf course and then play a little show and make a little money. I'm like, yep. They're like, okay, I'm in. So that's kind of what we're doing. It's, it's remarkable. Uh, the amount of people we've talked to that so, something out of this mess came from a lot of people's lives because you were able to do things that you weren't probably ever going to do if you had to continue the same work schedule. Certainly. Yeah. It's, it's insane. So the, the, this one that you're doing coming up, I mean like, how, so it's, it just kind of walk through what, what, how does one of these work? So basically we take like, we have one coming up with uh chase rice and Cole Swindell and we're going down to a golf course. Uh, that golf course is, basically putting on a private show for their members. And we go down there on, uh, for this one, it'll be, we'll fly in there Saturday and we'll have a little dinner on Saturday night right. with everybody. 
Sunday we play golf with everybody. Sunday night we do like a two-hour show in the round, like the four of us, me and Cole Taylor, Cole Swindell, and Chase Rice. And then that night they've got like a nighttime lit up par three that we'll we'll all play together with all the members again. Then we'll get up the next morning, play golf again, and then we're out of there. That's insane. Yeah. What what a what a dream. Yeah. Is there well, any is there any kind of rivals that have started because of this stuff? Like where you you know where? I, I mean, I, you know, I've seen some uh, some good shit talking like on the course, <laughs> um, but I don't know that. I don't know what rival rivalries will come out of this, but I think that you know that you might be onto something. I should. <laughs> you got to do. Consider. I mean, the intimacy part of it is, is just—it's more than the music thing, but the friendships. I mean, these are lifelong fans. Once you get that kind of show, right? And it's like it, what I think a lot of people don't realize about golf is when you go out and spend four hours with somebody and playing golf, like the hardest thing in the world. You learn a lot about that person because you see them in their adversity of right duffing a chip or hammering a drive like or sinking a long putt the way they react to all that stuff you get to know people well and playing one round of golf with somebody's like hanging out with them 15 times in a bar so <laughs> you get to know people well so that, that's that's a good a good point to this is it you know do you have to tell people especially artists that are coming down like look if you mess a shot up just remember you can't get pissed off right i mean um, do you I have mean, to explain that I don't think so because all all the guys that are going are good golfers and they play a lot. So I think they already know. I mean, like most of the guys that are going to do this. Okay, so let me just play uh, a lot of golf. I'm, I just I just want to check this off the list of things I'll never be able to do. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> boy, I, I, I always take uh, people always ask me why you have plastic clubs, and I said you'll see, you'll see, you'll see. That's fair. So that being said, uh, musically, I mean, you you you're still writing a lot. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. So how talk about last year and, and talk about every one thing you always hear is, boy, 2020, that was going to be that was going to be my year. I mean, was that kind of the situation for you or were you kind of just going into it pretty much the same? I mean, you know, it was a very weird year. Um, you know, I think most people's like, I mean, Music Row shut down, really, yeah. even for the rooms for you to be creative in or everything, anything else. And so that became, can you write songs via Zoom? And so everyone's like, yeah, sure. And we went in, and, and I think everybody gave it an honest go. Some people actually yeah. liked it better. Some people were like, eh, I can do this, but I don't prefer it, which is me. I mean, you know, I feel like we had some good starts, but you lose that little magic yeah. in the room to it. And then there are some people that are like, I'm just not doing it. I'm not going to Zoom. So... If it's not in person, I'm not going to do the right. But you have to try. You had to try once. Agreed. And right? I mean, and I still actually there are still some rights that I do, and artists that I know that are still doing Zoom rights. So, um, you know, it's at least better to get something started or something close. And if even if you don't quite have that magic in the room, you can say, "All right, you know, we'll get back together and finish this up and tighten it up, make it what it needs to be." But uh, I think I think that a lot of people had a chance. I think a lot of artists had a chance this year not being on the road to kind of sit back and appreciate the writing side of things and get back to really writing songs and going after that. Cause you know, it's a crazy life on the road for a lot of those guys, even when they started as songwriters, they've become these big stars and they do love writing songs, but, but it still worked to them when they're out there working yeah. their ass off on the road. And then they come back and they're like, all right, I got two days at home and I'm spending both days writing. It's more of a, a job or a chore so i think for them through this whole 
pandemic thing and not being on the road, I think they've gotten back to being able to appreciate it, like writing a song. So do you think that this, the, do you think that people that maybe were able to um, use Zoom as a tool to write songs, continue to write songs? Let me ask you this. I know you traveled to other countries, right? And I'm sure you meet other artists in other countries, that kind of thing. Do you think there's potential for, for Zoom now since it, where before I remember in Nashville, especially if you told somebody you wrote something on Zoom, they might not even talk to you, right? Or they looked at you like you were kind of strange, whatever. Does yeah. this not open up the possibilities of writing with people from all over the place? I mean, do you feel that way? or? I mean, I think it does. I think this, the scary side of that for, I mean, for, hell, I'll say it like just on my end, but I think even like there are people that are, way less accessible than me to write with right um that it kind of takes away some of your excuses to not write with certain Boy, people. i tell so, you i know right so if they're like well it's easy we could just zoom <laughs> and you're like you know i mean it's a lot harder when you're like yeah let me know when you're in nashville and then they're like oh i'm in nashville and you're like what's it's next week you're like i'm already booked next week but if they're just like it's zoom you can book it three months out it's really harder to say no, I guess, but I mean, you got to find a way, but I, I, <laughs> I do think though, but at the same time, when you have like world-class songwriters that are in, in LA or New York yeah. or Berlin or London or wherever they are, certainly that opens the door to that being a possibility. Now you say it, it does. It takes a magic away from the whole thing about being songwriters or whatever the case is. But as far as being a career, I mean, this does, like you said, you kind of have to tell somebody, listen, uh, no, you you are yeah. an awful person, and I do not <laughs> want to be in the same Zoom room with you, nor a regular room. I mean, I, you know, you just have to say it now. You're going to have to be honest, and it's hard. Yeah, or let your let somebody else. Right, them. exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's why you have kids. That's why. No, that's kids. the only, that's why you sign a pub deal. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> no, I, I the the stories of of Zoom writing has just been it's just. And to watch some, you know, because people, that doesn't stop people from, uh, it doesn't stop people from, uh, you know, filming it while they're writing too. You know, now they're still right. Instagramming oh, it, yeah. TikToking it, and you're just like, I would, I would shoot myself. Should I not even think of that? That's terrifying. Oh, it's terrifying. Luckily, everybody I've Zoomed with, like, I already know. And that's one thing I did say, like, early on, I said, listen, I'm open to Zoom writing, but I will not have a first write yeah. with a Zoom. Because, you know, that's part of it, like, sitting there bullshitting, catching up for, 20, 30 minutes yep. and somebody you don't know, they walk in the room and you say, Hey man, so tell me about yourself. Where are you from? Like what's going on? That's a big part of it. So it, when it's like, and they're there and they're like, Hey, you're like, Hey, what do you want to write? <laughs> like that's awkward. <laughs> so talk, you know, the interesting part of songwriting, especially somebody that's had the success that, that you've had, um, by the way, before caveat, I, I would, I would probably give 10 years of my life to Lord Jesus, if if he would let Harley Allen come back for one Zoom right, just one, <laughs> just one Zoom right with Harley Allen, I would, Andy, I would yeah. film it. It yeah. would be the most glorious thing <laughs> I've ever seen in my entire life. He was hard to be with in the room, yeah. let alone on a Zoom meeting. I would do it. I would I'd just, just like to hear him talk about current, oh shit, current songs. Please. That being said, talk about your process. Because this is, people, I don't think, they listen to the radio. They love songs. Everybody, you know, outside of Nashville, a lot of people think that that guy wrote the song. And in, and in Nashville, it's not the case, right? Nine times out of ten. Now, I think anymore, they're usually in the room. But 
you yeah. know. And and honestly, I think most artists now are actually writers. I mean, it it's turned a little bit, you know. A lot of these guys cut their teeth writing songs, whether they got cuts with other people or not. There are artists that are great songwriters that are still they're co-writing songs, but they're they're great at their craft. Like they're good songwriters. So now I think it's really, you know, it's it's probably nine out of ten artists are writers. Writing the songs. Yeah. But, and it's not like you don't really I mean, I have not had the experience of being in a room with many artists where I'm like why is he here? Why is he here? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, they they contribute. They're great. They know they know what they want to say. I mean, that's the that's the biggest thing to me. I, it's like you just want to be in there and them more like more for them to tell you what they won't say than what they will say. Right. You know what I mean? It's like because usually, I mean, how, how many years have you been doing this writing? I mean, like really writing songs for a living. Um, my first cut on a record was in two thousand and thirteen. So, so were you? Did you? Do you? So in your career, then most of the time artists have been in the room. I remember because I remember yeah, when that was. I mean, a- I mean, yeah, like my first like first song I love that was put out and that was that went to radio was uh, "Love and Theft," "Whiskey on My Breath." Oh my god! And that was uh, Stephen Lyles was with us up at it was his like family cabin. We did a little writers retreat and uh, and honestly, a bunch of guys that are artists now. It was me, uh, Trent Tomlinson, Adam Craig, Russell Dickerson. Stephen Lyles, uh, and I think uh, Mark McGinn, the guy, uh, Mr. Oh, yeah. Stephen Rudy. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, a lot of those guys have now gone on to have, like, artist careers yeah. and everything else. But uh, that was the first one that I that I did, and that was with Stephen, who's a part of Love and Theft. So, I mean, yeah, I, I really haven't, like, I don't have a lot of songs that, have been cut without me either writing them with an artist or me having direct access to that artist and sending them a song. Now, I mean, that, that's gotta be, I do remember I've been here since, uh, Oh, Oh five, I guess. And I do remember the writer, not artist in the room. And they, and there was this, always this thing, especially pitch, pitching songs or whatever. And you were like, <clears throat> imagine having the artist here. Yeah. You know, and you could talk to him about, okay, is this, do you sing this well? And that kind of, I mean, that's got it. I never even really thought about that until just now. I was just like, my God, what a, what an advantage that is. So is, what, yeah. what is right now? I guess you've had, you said you've had 30 some odd cuts over the last, you know, t- what, seven years, whatever. Yeah. I mean, that, that's pretty insane. I mean, is that, is, are you further ahead than you thought you would have been this, at this point in the road? Or are you kind of, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know, man. I think, you know, to be honest with you, like, I think there are some people that have probably had 50 and haven't had the hit yet. You never really know when it's going to go. Like, yeah. you, there are some people that will blow your mind when it's their first, like, it'll be their first hit, and you're like, that's their first hit? Like, uh, yeah. I mean, like, Rainy Montana or Josh Thompson, those guys, they just had their first number one. Josh, Josh Thompson. Like, recently. And some of the best writers you know. And, of course, now they're, they're both on absolute fire. I mean, I, I think they're both going to have like five this year each. But, uh, but you know, it, it. I don't think it'd be really hard to hang your success on how many songs are cuts yeah. or whatever. It's more about like songs you're proud that you wrote that were hopefully hits and got out there. And of course, you you know, it's nice to make a little money. But I think uh, the the coolest thing for me is having songs i've had a couple songs luckily uh that have been 
like song of the year or yeah. song of the year nominations or anything like that. And that's, that's kind of the cooler thing to me. I'm like, man, <laughs> it's awesome to think like of all the songs that got written and all the songs that came out to radio, you know, you're looking at 40 something, 40 number ones a year, probably with 52 weeks there, you're going to have a few multi weeks, uh, to have that, that little kind of extra boost where they're like, this is the one, this is the one from the year. I mean, that's really cool. That's so, pretty awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, those, those are ones I'm more proud of. It's not necessarily about the cuts. There's, there are guys that have 150 cuts and five number one hits. You know, I'm sure that really those, the hits and then those hits that are like kind of lifetime songs or songs that mean a lot to people mean the most to you. Right. So yeah. I guess my thing is the cuts though, as far as trying to do this for a living, that's what keeps you going. I mean, or, to or an not. extent, it used to, I think. I, oh. I've not been in the, um, the, I think like in the 90s, I mean, you know, a record cut was worth like 40 grand. Oh, right. Um, I see what you're saying. Now, not so a record much. cut's worth nothing, like money-wise, you know, 10 grand or something like that. But but it's nice to be on a record that matters or whatever right. it is. Like, it might be a record that's up for something. And also, I mean, hell, it's hard to get on a record, to be honest with you, even if it's... Because now a lot of people are doing five, six songs or eight songs or nine and that's what, songs. And that's what I was going to ask. Do you do you see the future of music uh, being no records anymore? I don't know if it'll be no records, but I think that people are looking at the way they're doing records differently. And you can... So there's a lot of guys that are doing like five songs at a time, four times over a year and a half. Right. Um, and then you're having guys that are doing... I mean, Morgan just put a double disc out. I know another artist that's looking at doing a double disc album. So it's almost like bigger or smaller. Like you, like that whole 10, songs. 10 12 song thing is probably gone. Cause it, cause you also waste, like, I mean, you have so many, there's so many great songs being written in Nashville. <laughs> that's and funny. when you have 12 songs on there that got picked out of who knows, 200 possibilities of the thousands that didn't even get a chance to like get heard on that. Right. So you're taking 12 out of those 200, and then they go two singles deep. There's 10 songs on there that nobody's ever going to hear. No one's ever going to hear, and they're like, they're a great song. It's almost like, <laughs> and I think artists, artists that, especially because artists are writers now mostly, so like they're they're understanding that. They're like, you know, they're thinking too, like, hey, I'd rather not cut this on a record if this could be a single on the next one. And that's why that those smaller four, five, six song EPs are like more enticing to them because they're like, are you more excited about being a songwriter now that it about uh, things like Spotify and these places where it's easier to get access to music? And I mean, you know, you could put stuff out. I mean, you just played me a song that, that was ready. Like you could, I'd put it in my thing right now. Right. I mean, are you more excited about technology and, and as a songwriter and what, or is it, is it still? Well, I think that's, I think that's a, that question is, kind of two different questions right. so am i am i excited that i can write a song on a friday and on sunday i can get the full mix back yes like that's awesome yeah i take i'm the worst i'm the least patient person <laughs> so that's a win for me i'm right. like all right hey, i don't have to wait three months to hear what it's going to sound like but I, I would never lump like spotify or anything else into it i think i think that uh i'm gonna i'm gonna keep this like kind of a short part of this so that we don't waste yeah, too much yeah, time. Yeah, no, no problem. Because of how deep this could go. But but um, the access that people have to music right now is detrimental gotcha. to songwriters and to the art of 
writing songs in the sense that for you, say you're you're say you were not a creator, you were not a songwriter, you were not a singer. You've been trained, so yeah, to speak, yeah. indoctrinated to learn that it costs you ten dollars a month to have access to any song in the world. And that money is so minuscule to what it should be to be paying the to paying the actual creators of those songs and they're not getting paid to what they should be paid. So so that, just like, yeah. that being said, and and records, I mean, there's always this opportunity where records make a comeback at some point in time because of this type of situation. I mean, it's up to the, you know, to, to really the people that create it and sing it to stop this eventually. I'm not a great one to understand exactly as well as you are how this how this is supposed to work, you know, in the sense that you're right. Having all that access for 10 bucks a month doesn't make sense to anybody. Right. Literally doesn't make sense. Doesn't make dollars sense. Dollars or cents. So how, how important is, so radio is still the thing, right? I mean, terrestrial radio is king. Like, so what we think of now, and as especially like sitting here on something like this, where we're on an internet show, right? Um, it's, again, it's easy access to people. But what we forget is, I mean, the majority of the money on writing a hit song comes from terrestrial radio, which is FM radio. Um, and that's because that's still what 80% of our country listens to. And we forget that. Like I, you know, I drive around with, I drive around listening to XM radio or a podcast. I don't even think about that as much. Like, you know, of course I'll turn on, you know, FM radio here and there just to hear what's going on. But but that's still the the market share is still FM radio for most people. So people are listening to that. People buy ads up next to the hit songs, and that's how the money gets paid. That's so right. you know, if you if they say next up, uh, when we come back in this commercial break, we have the number one song in the country. Right before that, those ads are paying more money than they say. Coming next up, we have the number 21, 22, and twenty three song in the country. Right, and they're still paying money, but they're paying a little less, and it goes all the way up. So. That's why when you have a hit song, those radio ads pay the actual money that goes out to the songwriters. So do you see anything? I mean, obviously, you're right about how deep this can go. But I mean, everybody, even people that don't even know anything about the music industry talk about this issue, right? About Spotify and and, and all that kind of stuff. Do you see this? You know, it, it didn't happen overnight. It kind of felt like it kind of happened overnight uh, to yeah. a certain extent. But in in the best world as a songwriter and, and an artist to being close to artists as, as you are, what, what is the, not, there's no perfect situation, but what, what, what is the, what would be the next step to being closer to being better? I mean, there's a couple things we have, like, I mean, we have issues with um, the department of justice is trying to like figure out how to quantify, or how, I guess how to make like streaming like this tangible and quantifiable thing. Um, and that's the hard part because streaming came along so fast that no one knew like, well, how many streams is the same as a purchase? Like no one knew, like if you download something right. on Apple, it's a dollar and you know, 64 cents goes to whoever put it on there. But when you have, when you're streaming, that same song goes on and streams a thousand times in one day. Well, they're not going to pay 64 cents every time it's streamed, right. right? So they're like, I don't know. And they kind of pick these arbitrary numbers. 
Oh, gotcha. and, and they're just trying to figure out where that is. And it's, it's still not caught up at all. So like, it's, it's getting there. We've made some progress. Uh, Lee Thomas Miller, who's a great songwriter and has done a lot. He's gone and gone to Capitol Hill and spoke to them. And, um, we have a lot of, uh, congressmen and women that are trying to stand up for us and help figure that out. But, um, it's going to take a little bit, man. It's just going to take some time for them to figure out what, what's fair, you know, but right now it's not fair. It's not, I mean, it's not, (laughs) it should be, you know, people are paying $300 a month for cable and they don't even watch it. And they're, they're streaming everything on Netflix and everything else. Well, I, I, Hey Andy, I told you about this. I've added up. If now that cable, now that like, I don't have cable anymore. I don't either. Internet $600 a month, but okay. I get it. No problem. (laughs) But, but well, this setup (laughs) could be 700. (laughs) No. So I added up Netflix, Hulu, Disney, HBO, Paramount. It was, it was a lot more than I was paying for cable. So, because now they're all separating their stuff Mm -hmm. and creating their own Disney, you know, they're all create. So I'm, I'm just a little bit. I don't. I don't. I don't think there's. Eventually, there's got to be uh, a way to literally just purchase with on a monthly basis. Maybe when they figure out the music thing. But it's getting to the point now where it's like every time you think you got okay, I, this is good. I got it. It's twenty bucks a yep. month. I got Hulu. I got Netflix. Right. I got everything I want. They yank all the Seinfelds off of Hulu. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's actually Seinfeld's still on Hulu. Okay, I was. You know, I can you just let night, me have the they, joke? Can you just let me have the joke? Yeah. But they they did. They took the office off of Netflix. They, they moved Friends. God. Friends, you get like three three seasons on Hulu. <laughs> My and wife's pissed. Can you you think about that for a second? Imagine be, looking at something and you get to see three seasons of it, right? For And, and, and you look at that now and you don't have all 27,000 seasons and you're just like, screw it. I'm not watching. Oh, no, it. it's even worse than that. It's not even like, it's not even close to that. It's like season two. Season five and season nine. So you're like, okay, where am I? And somewhere through season two, you're like, all right, I think I know what's going on. And then season five, you're like, what? <laughs> and then season nine, you're like, wait, what? I mean, it's that's that's how they know. luckily I've seen all those episodes, so I'm like, oh, I know exactly where we are. But I mean, but you're that's right. almost like you you're know, right. I guess you know what's funny. I've never thought of this until you just said this, but because uh, I think that paying ten dollars a month for access to all music is ridiculous when people pay 300 for 80 channels they don't want and then 80 or 30 they do right that's what that's what music should be a month like it should be like a hundred dollars a month for all access but i'm right but, but what you just said actually made me think something so say you're a huge country music fan and you're like you know what i'll pay 12 dollars a month for all the country music and that's it. But then if you're like, you know what? I want to start listening to pop. Another 12 bucks. Oh, wow. I like this song. You can either buy that song. It's in some other genre. Or like, oh, I got I to gotta subscribe to that genre. All right. So do you believe in genres anymore then? I, I, that, that's, a, that's an issue right there. That's a very good, that's a very good point you're just well, I guess making. So I, you know what? That's fair too, though. So, all right. I'm glad we're saying this because that could be... Uh, I guess people would have to choose their genre. I mean, which kind of is. Why but not I mean, make it 12, 12 songs, right? Here's my thing. And you know this as well as I do. You can only hear so much music, 
right? I mean, there's right. only and there's so many artists that you go to, you kind of just go to not not very rarely unless somebody says you need to hear this guy or if you accidentally hear something, you're kind of listening to the same group of people. So the idea that you're paying ten dollars for this catalog is very true. But at the same right. time, how much are, of that catalog are you really listening to? My thing would be, and this is where what you're saying makes the most sense is, you know, how about you make your own catalogs? You get this many songs in that catalog for sure. 12 bucks. Yeah. Make, should make it a hundred songs or whatever. whatever. Like, yeah. And every, and every month you pay 12 bucks. And, and if you want to add to the catalog, you have to, Hey, yeah, another 20 songs. We're, we're, right. Hey, I swear to God, I listen, I'm about to call, uh, um, you need to call somebody, call somebody. <laughs> I mean, you can't tell me though, that it's, you know, that, that, that these things aren't getting tossed around somewhere. Right, I mean, I mean, you would think, man, but it's it's surprising. I mean, Golly. it's surprising how little how little they give to it. I think that I know a couple guys that have gone up there and spoken um, in front of you know congressmen and all this other stuff. And I think the most real part of it is to me that I always think about. It's like if so, I'll give you. Let me give you like hot seat couple questions real fast. Okay. And you tell me, so like if you are pumped up and you're ready to party, um, what makes you be like, I'm going to party bare naked ladies. Okay. Yeah. So that's a song, right? So bare naked ladies, you're going to be like, no, that's a band. That's chicken, a band. the Chinese chicken. Okay, right, right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But All so right. like, okay. So, but that's, it's going to be a bare naked ladies song, right? Right. So you're not like I'm pumped up and I'm about to walk out the door and party, but I need to put a movie on or I need to go look at a painting or follow me here. Okay. Or like any, any other like forms of art, art, which I support all forms of art, but right. here, here's my, my point. So then if you're like, if you're sad as hell, you're like, man, like your girl breaks up with you and you're like, ugh, what are you, are you going to like put on a sad song and be like, damn, and like drink some whiskey and listen to some sad stuff. Kill yourself. Right. Yeah. Because you're not going to go put be like, let me go watch a sad movie. You're going to be like, I need sad songs, like sad songs. Right. Um, I think, so we can go from just, ha I'll just do that, from party mode to sad mode is all I'm going to do. Okay. But in every single aspect of our human emotion, of anything we do, songs are the soundtrack of anything we're doing. Even the movie that you're watching. Even the freaking movie you're watching. But so they are. So like, that's the thing. If you take that away, if you told people... Hey, it's going to be 50 bucks a month now. They'd be like, hell no. I only pay $10 a month. But if you shut it off and they couldn't listen to any music for a month, they'd pay whatever they'd pay want. 500 a yeah, month yeah, yeah. once they realize that they don't have access to it. And that's, that's the crazy part uh, to me. So why not go back to the dollar a song? Well, or it's 50 still, cents a song. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's still there on Apple, but even Apple Music, Apple's actually pretty good, to be honest with you. They're fair. They're pretty fair, but they, they have the Apple Music thing where you have access to anything as right. long as you're on Wi-Fi. But then you're driving down some road in Alabama, and you're like, oh, it's not on my freaking uh, thing. I didn't buy it, so I can't listen to it. But, I mean, they could, Spotify never offered that. And Spotify is, you know. They're, Spotify they're, is this close to Napster. It's right. I mean, that, that's basically yes, what Spotify yes. is, is it yeah. came out of that whole mess. They're charging $10 a month, and they're paying about $0.09 cents out to the 8 bajillion people who created all those songs and keeping the rest of it. All right, I I don't feel bad about it honestly because I only were a, I was only able to download nine thousand six hundred and seventy two songs from Napster, so I never really got into it as much as some people. Yeah. Before it clogged up your computer, 
I mean, I had five five megabytes yeah. of, of of memory on, yeah. on my. You're uh, watching the green thing yeah. go, and you're like, wait. <laughs> You like brought the pretty girl home from in college. You're like, you're like in in 14 more minutes we can listen to your body's a wonderland. <laughs> All right, listen, let's let's do our first around the horn. Andy, you ready? Can I do one? I'm gonna do, do around it. the horn. Around the horn. Yeah. All right, so this around the horn is you ask a good question. I want to talk about it, and that is what is the song that when you want to get pumped up. What's that song? I I say Bare Naked Ladies is my band. I'm going to say. Well, that's a band. You got to say the song. So the song is uh, Drove Downtown in the Rain, mm-hmm. 930. What, what's, what is that name of that song? Uh, Thursday. Uh, God, what's the name of that song? Uh, 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 Sing a little more. Uh, stop. Uh, All I know is Chinese chicken. Call it, uh, call it, kind of, call it insane. When it's around it, I just can't stop. Oh, shit. Anyway, that's the song I have. You better Google it. I'm, I will. I, I was actually, you know what's sad is I haven't listened to Bare Naked Ladies in... Uh, oh my God, they're so good. No, no, not... I didn't finish the sentence. I know, I didn't want you to. I haven't listened to them <laughs> in probably, man, like 20 years. Mm. So... Really? I was one of the biggest fans. Like, I knew every, like... Yeah. I mean... And they're great, man. I mean, you know, they wrote the Big Bang Theory... Uh, theme song that's right that's too. right but of course they had like they i mean they're those guys are so smart they write they write very like mental somersault yeah. lyrics where you're like oh shit i mean i'm a big fan but of but the band though i mean i'm i've seen them i, I my the only concerts i but you didn't go there to see the band you the first time you thought you were gonna see who do you blowfish you thought you were gonna see naked women well yeah, I mean, I, I or naked men, just some naked anything would have been nice. Bare naked lady. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, if, being from West Virginia, that could go either way. Um, yes. uh, but no, my it was a uh, it was hooting the blowfish. Yeah, hootie. Uh, and, and I was actually supposed to play golf with Darius this morning, but, but he, you can't. He was busy. Now you can say I, I I remember hearing things about him, and but let's not get off on the. I want to go back to that, but let's go back to your song. Okay, you're getting pumped up. Things are looking. I mean, you you know you got a you're in married life now with children and stuff. So you probably get maybe you get to sleep until seven thirty. I mean, you're getting pumped, right? Things are pumped. What is the song? God, I feel like an idiot. I feel like I don't like I don't know. I'm so stuck in the whole like is this song gonna make a record life? Where I'm like listening. <laughs> Boy, to that. That I'm rough. like, babe, listen to this again. Tell me if it's good. <laughs> Like I, I feel even worse because I feel like I'm in my own kitchen, like dancing to a song I wrote, being like, "Yeah, yes. just to try and." Boy, be- that's like, hard, isn't it? it? You've turned your, you've turned this thing that you just said that other people's lives revolve around. You've turned it into a job, and now, dude, I mean, yes, and li- look, I do appreciate music, but I'll say I'd listen to music way less than I used to, because yeah, I need like I, I'm like podcasts, like Crime Junkies, like whatever. I'm, I'm going after that. For a little bit of that ear space. Yep. But I do know that I can never listen to a song the same. Like a song comes on and I'm like, I'm like, oh, what's he doing with that? Is that a uke bass back there? <laughs> I'm like, wow, stack those three and then oh wow, only one one harmony underneath That's that. Awful. But actually the, That's awful. the melody stuck is uh stacked three times. Okay. And he auto-tuned a couple of those, but the main one's not. That's awful. Like, it is kind of jobby. But, I, man, I will say, like, uh, and I'm sure you played a couple at my wedding, 
Does everybody know that you were, you were the band at my wedding? I try not to tell people. I, I play weddings. I only do it for friends. Well, you and you should, because honestly, you should pay. Like, you should get paid a hundred thousand dollars every time you do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm serious. Man. I appreciate you. You and your band. Like, I know this. I I told you earlier, but everybody I see, I go see all these people, and they're like, "Man, that like they're like, I haven't seen you since the wedding." I'm like, "Yeah, man." I think their next their next question would be like, "So, how's your wife? How's your baby?" And they're like, "Man, that band at your wedding <laughs> was so good." I'm like, I know. I wonder um, why I never got further. It's, uh, God, well, leave. but no, uh, man, I mean, there's, I love like temptations, man, like old school. Okay. Like, I know you won't leave me, but I refuse to let that's you That's the one, go. though. If you pumped up, that man, you put that on, that's it. moving, dude. All right. All it's right. called Ain't Too Proud to Beg. I, I love mean, that I love song. that song. Um, but also, I'm a big, like, man, Don Williams, Tulsa Time. Oh, I'm a Don Williams. There you guy. go. Let's go with that one. Let's if go that's with that like, one. If that's like pump it up thing, I guess, like, I don't know. I don't know how pumped up you get with like Tulsa time. It's no, like, I mean, it's you can like it just right in the like. That's a great song. <laughs> it's kind of not that But the fast, beat but. is so, that's a great song. Yeah. That's a great. Andy, what about you? Man, I'm kind of more in the, uh, kind of in the same world with Tyler. Like, <laughs> I can't listen to a song without it being like mathematics <laughs> and colors, you know? So I'm thinking the same thing too. I'm like, yeah, that's auto tune. I can hear that. A, those drums are replaced for sure. I don't like, have, I, luckily I don't have your guys' problem. I just go, I like it or I don't. It's one of those. Okay. So, but like, I'm into more like just mood stuff, you know, it's like, like we say, like, uh, when you're watching a movie, you know, it's a uh, emotion yeah. that goes with it. So like, um, to get pumped up, I mean, I don't know at the gym, I'm listening to metal. I'm listening to like Lamb of God. Oh, like, geez. Wow. Okay. Like the most heavy, like, but something that's got to have a groove and a backbeat to it. Something that's right. Like, not just like, yeah, that type yeah. Of thing. it's got to have like some, some, you have to be able to hear through the power cords to the groove <laughs> in the backbeat. Exactly. There's got to yeah. be some groove. Right. It's got to make me kind of yeah. move my head a little bit, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah, I don't know. Probably Lamb of God would be like my, my pump up stuff. All right. I mean, well, that was tougher, a lot tougher than what we I did. know. I, I went, we, we, I was we, like, the temptations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, who is that? Tell me who that is. That's Gnappus or whatever the hell his name is. Yeah, oh, my God. I can't pronounce anybody's name. Gisling Maxwell. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. That was perfect. <laughs> Holy cow. That was awesome. You do any other ones? Any other lines from them? I guy? didn't really like. I, would, I didn't mean to do. I don't oh think my you ever, god! I don't think you ever said the temptations in, in the movie. I just no. But that was that was one I of the best. I felt like that though. After I was like, yeah, I don't know, you know, like temptations. Like I'm just a country dude, and then he's like, I listen to Lamb of God while I'm working out. I'm like, cool. Well, uh, thank you. Well, otherwise, if I'm in the car, I'm usually listening to Howard Stern. Honestly, I listen to Howard Stern nonstop, or I'm listening to like Frank Zappa or like. I don't know. Just weird Still shit. even Zappa, though. You're going... You know, he, the, yeah. Those guys... I, I, I had a Zappa poster on my wall when I was a kid, and until I met these guys, I have no idea why. The, uh, he is a, one of the biggest Zappa nuts of all time, but yeah. I didn't realize Zappa was so on the straight and narrow, never... He just drank coffee, smoked cigarettes, and made made all these all this music or whatever. That's a lot of them, man. That's... Uh, I knew the... Uh, I'm going to say this, and then like I'm going to get an email from like davidslipknot.com but uh the uh the bus driver that used to drive slipknot used to, was driving Corey smith for a while slipknot. and i was out on the road opening for Corey smith and he said he's like i was like so that must have been wild man like you had slipknot up on here and he's like actually man he's like they didn't they didn't party at all they just like sat around they like drank coffee and read books and stuff and no they, way and then they were like 
all right, it's time to go on stage. And then they were like, went out there and were like, they were slipknot. So I, I mean, because I mean, it's persona. They, they figured yeah. out a, I mean, a niche. Look at, Gene, look at Gene Simmons. I mean, like, yeah, you think the whole kiss thing is like, I mean, he can, I guess get a little wild, but he's a pretty, I mean, he's a very smart guy, obviously, but he's also like, yeah, guys like, uh, guys like that on slipknot, right. You got to think every show those guys are doing is like, a workout. I mean, it's so much energy is expelled. Oh. Those guys are wearing full head to toe costumes, sweating their nuts off, head banging for however, you know, it's like you can't party every night. Wait a minute. Slipknot? Slipknot was a, I don't know who Slipknot is. I, I mean, uh, I've heard of them, but well, I don't know their their music. It's metal. I mean, it's just, it's freaky. It's metal, but they're wearing wild costumes. And honestly, you wouldn't be able to sustain that for very long. They're dressed up like partying, like people, like, like you're, the people in a scary movie that are going to kill you. Really? Kind of like, yeah, kind of like a Mad Max sort of thing. But they look, they always look kind of post Mad, Ma Mad Max was cool. <laughs> Mad, Mad Max, Max was, was cool. like, you look at your Mad, Mad Max, you're like, I want to dress up like that for Halloween. Like, I could have dressed up as Jason for Halloween and looked less scary than the guys from Slipknot. <laughs> I was thinking no. of Corn. Corn doesn't, Corn doesn't dress up, right? No. No, those guys are just. They were on Scooby-Doo, and that's why I know them. I like Guar a lot. Guar is one of my favorite bands. Oh, yeah, Guar dressed up a lot. I like them a lot. I mean, the original people that dressed up was Kiss, right? That, I think so. Yeah. I mean, one the of the major shoes and the... Well, and, and then uh, what's the, uh, the, the teenage... During the time of mutant uh, ninja turtles? No, no, no. <laughs> what, the guy that was, a, you know, a teacher, te uh, hot for teacher or whatever, that guy? Oh, Van Halen? Oh, no, that was Van Halen. Well, I mean, that was... What's the the guy that's still around today, and he, he still plays sometimes. It looks really strange. Uh, he he wore the makeup and got dressed up all the time. David Bowie. Oh yeah, David uh, Bowie. But that was like that was like mascara. That wasn't like costume costume. Yeah, yeah. Kiss was nuts then. That was that. Kiss nuts. and yeah. Alice Cooper too. Thank I mean, you, Alice Cooper. Ah, Alice that's, what Cooper. I, that's what I was trying. Oh, to say. Oh, you're thinking of Alice Cooper. Uh, schools out for yeah. summer. That's yeah. what you're thinking of. I mean, Alice Cooper was doing that weird shit in the late '60s, like uh, starting to. Dude, he was. I think he was the originator. Yeah, definitely. because that's what we go back sure. to the Kiss thing. But Kiss has been around. He had since to do the something. 60s. His parents named him Alice. That's kind of. <laughs> I think in the first place. I think his like, name was was Ted. It's probably Hugh Bundy or something. <laughs> Ted Bundy. <laughs> How what do you think of that? Huh? <laughs> Thanks. I, I, I just I just wanted to throw that in there. I just want to like throw it. it. We're gonna uh, come back. I got a game for us called okay. uh, Real or Fake. We're, so okay. we're, we're gonna do a clip of the week and then uh, commercial break. We're break. Nashville's only custom automotive facility with everything under one roof. Titan Motoring. Put your car. Or boat in the care of our award-winning technicians and artists. Wheels and tires, lift and suspension kits, mobile audio and video, custom lighting, custom fabrication and interior, window tinting and vinyl wrapping. Locally owned and operated in our 15,000 square foot facility. Wrap it, light it, lift it, and then roll it out with Titan Motoring. Call or visit us online at titanmotoring.net. Doctors and nurses make their living trying to help others, but they are human beings, and human beings sometimes make mistakes. When a doctor has worked for 24 hours straight, fatigue and lack of focus can lead to critical mistakes being made. Other times, it's the policies or system that's to blame. For example, when a doctor or nurse comes in on their shift, they are forced to rely on charts and records created by others. Sloppy paperwork or inaccurate record keeping can give the doctor an incomplete picture, or even worse, the wrong picture 
and that can lead to serious injury or even death. It's called preventable medical error. Recent studies claim that preventable medical error causes up to 400,000 deaths a year. That's nearly as many deaths as caused by smoking. When this happens, those responsible must be held accountable to compensate the injured person or their family. But the good news is, just like you and I are required by law to purchase auto insurance, doctors also get insurance coverage in case they accidentally hurt someone. For help, call the Verdoliac Law Group. It's always something, Andy. I, told, I apologize. No, it's fine. Well, no, I mean, I don't want to have people hear me talking over the no, uh, the commercials. It's okay. <clears throat> the commercials. All right. So here's what I've done. I, I we're gonna we're gonna get through this because obviously we need to get to the most important part of tonight's uh, tonight's journey, which is Antarctica. But that being <laughs> that, what's that? Uh oh, he's not hot. Is should he be hot? I mean, he's good looking. You're good. Yellow. Oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, or the Arctic. I don't know. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. I messed up on yours, but don't, don't worry about it. I'm going to, I'm going to make it up to you. Don't I'm, worry. I'm going to give you all the notes, all the notes. What is this? <laughs> um, so this is, I saw this thing, which you, I, we're going to get to it. Uh, actually, I'll just do it first. Real or fake? In this world of like every, you never know anymore what, if what pictures, especially you're looking at, if it's real or fake or not. Sure. This got me started on this, and maybe you you probably know about this, but I'm going to ask you: Is this real or fake? <laughs> That's fake. Um, in fact, I should be able to tell you who that catcher was, because um, it's not Tom Brady. Um, it is Tom Brady. Look it up on your phone right now. Make sure that I'm not crazy. I looked it up. And there is this thing that says he got picked up by the Expos before his football career. I and but I, he I don't was even drafted know out of Michigan and went like, uh, I mean, I don't okay. know. That's what I'm saying. I'll I don't, believe you for now, but I'm going to Google for the moment. Like I'm going to go after Tom Brady Expo picture. Is it, uh, okay, so let me put it back up. Let me put it back up. I, I'm just. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out because if this is fake, that's great. That makes more sense to me. But if that's real, I'm but you can buy it for like ten bucks, so it can't be real. There's no way that could be real. Hold on, who knows? Like maybe it is, man. Yeah, but what if what are you reading is not real? This says Tom Brady, ninety-five MLB draft rookie card expos, two dollars and eighty-five cents. There's no way it would only be two dollars and eighty-five cents. Meh. Do you think? I don't know. I'm I'm trying to see like under item details if it's like this is bullshit. I'll give somebody right now a free Sony car stereo if they can call in and tell me that this card is real. I just man. You want to see mean, it again? There I, it is. You know, honestly, like it looks it doesn't look I mean it doesn't look, but I guess that would be an easy one since there's the 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 uniform, but is that real? I mean, 
That's crazy. I don't know. I'm going to phone a friend on like via text, but um, I'll, I'll give you that as that's a loss for me. We'll call it real for now. Okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to text one person I know and be like, is the Tom Brady exposed card real? Real. Okay. Let's so see what he says. Let's go back to this one. <clears throat> let's go back to this one. Is this real or fake? I think that's uh, real. That is real. I think they put mirrors in between the wood. How cool is that? It's pretty awesome. It, I bet, though, like when the sun is at high noon, <laughs> it's hot as hell. Or like, you can't look at it. If you parked your car in front of that, it would catch on fire for sure. You can't look at it either. Yeah. Oh, my God. It melt no. your eyeballs. No. Yeah. This guy's probably 16 miles away. I mean, that's really awesome, but that's, uh, yeah, that's that's right. So okay. So let's go to it's a here's the fourth one. Let's see, real or fake? That's hard to say because I've seen this picture before, but it's fake. Okay, Andy. That I'm going to say it's real. Okay, you're going to say it's real. It is. Let's see here. It is. Uh, it's fake. Yes, that's that. what I thought. So that that. it's right here. The thing that rock that. is in Thailand, right? I think I was just trying to make it interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot that rocks in thailand it's in like riley beach or kofi fears not kofi fee but something like that that's Phenom. beautiful yeah I, I went there one time um, kofi fee isn't that what trump said like last year <laughs> kofi, probably kofi fee kofi, they actually even kofi call it kopi pee but okay hey, it sounds weird so say. you've been to these types of places before the island islandy type places like in thailand and that I, kind of thing dude i went to thailand with my sister in uh 2006 we went to a wedding in australia and uh what i didn't realize so if you're in western australia which is perth like so that's like la to new york sydney to perth right kind of the same thing about three three and a half hours from perth you can go to like cambodia vietnam like thailand all that stuff that's where they all vacation so we actually we did that after the the wedding uh my sister and I went up to Cambodia and Thailand, and it was awesome. Like, I mean, it's it's most like unbelievable beaches you've ever seen. Right. right. So, are we talking like white, blue water type thing? Or uh, is yeah, it- yeah. I mean, so have you ever seen that movie, The Beach, with Leonardo DiCaprio? Oh yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So they filmed that whole thing at, at uh, Kofi Fi in Thailand. Yeah. So it's like so you jump off at this place called Phranong. And you get these long tails, like where you get in, it's like a kind of like a long canoe with a really long uh, propeller on the back and they go pretty quick and they ride you down to like Riley or West Riley beach and all this stuff. And then, then you go, you kind of like go back inland a little bit to where they filmed that. And I mean, uh, so you're in the boat. Did you, I mean, did you ever feel at any point in time, like this is probably where I'll die? I mean, certainly. Well, a couple times, two two things. One, when we were going there, they, the guy says, he looks at us and he points at this like barge that's like, it's not, it's like half, it's more like shipwrecked, I guess. Right. And it's like tilted a little. And there's all these guys up on the deck of it playing soccer. And he looks back at us and he goes, pirates. <laughs> and I was like, ha, ha, ha. He's like, no, no, pirates. I was like, what? Like those dudes are legit, like, modern day pirates i mean like they go like rob boats so we go by then we get down there and my sister and i are down on the beach and uh there's this like 
from the beach on Riley, you can swim about a quarter mile to this huge rock that looks like the one you just showed me. Right. And at the very bottom, there's this tiny little beach and one palm tree. Oh my God. And Heaven. so, so all these people are like, they, a lot of people swim across there. So I, I'm like, I'm swimming over there. And I asked my sister, do you want to go over there with me? And she's like, you know, she's like, I'm feeling a little tired. I think it's kind of a long swim, but I'll keep an eye out for you. And I'm like, okay. So I start swimming across and these long tail boats are flying by like, so I'm kind of like, eh. yeah. So I swim out there. I get there. I sit on this beach for a minute. And I'm like, man, this is awesome. This is paradise, you know? And I'm like, okay, now I have to swim half mile back. Oh my God. So I start swimming back and this water is crystal clear, but it's like 25 feet deep where you're swimming. And so I start swimming. <sighs> I see this huge shadow underneath me. Oh, bullshit. And I'm like, yeah. no I'm like, oh God. So I like stop and I look around. I don't see anything. I start swimming again. See this big shadow again. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get attacked by a shark out here. <laughs> and uh, finally I figured out it was a bird flying like over, over me. top of you. <laughs> it like puts the shadow because the water is so clear. Shit. But then I swam all the way back and I, I was like, my sister's like, how was it? I was like, it's amazing. She's like, be honest with you. I only didn't go because I, I thought I was going to be attacked by a shark. So <laughs> I was like, would you let me go? She's like, yep. Yep. Sure did. Well, it's funny you say ship. So, we, uh, okay. Real or fake? Real or fake? That's fake AF. Andy? No way, man. That's real. They're about to drop that right off the mountain there, right into the water. Okay. <laughs> this is real only because that's it's a fake, or it's it's taken from top, a weird angle. It's the top of a cruise ship. Oops. Wait, how? It looks Put like it back a up there, Chris. I'm sorry. Oh, it's, uh, which one is it? It's the top of a cruise ship. So the, the, the cruise ship uh, actually comes out around the... Well, why does it have, why does a cruise ship have a fake ship on top? No, no, no. That's just, a, you know, they that's the top of the ship. I don't understand this at all. I'm going to need to see a picture of the well, other no, side. Well, no, because you can I... see the windows in the blue thing that normally would be in the water if that was in the water. There's still windows in it. It looks fake to me, but I said real just to be a dick. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, also, I, got, I, have, I have other issues with this because. Okay. Let's talk about this. Can you please tell, like, look at the clarity of the ship, like uh -huh. how blue the blue looks and everything, and then look at the bottom where it looks like it's from 1972. It looks photoshopped. Okay, it's fake. I, 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 th Is I it think fake? that's fake. The more, the more you're sitting here, but the, what I read with oh, here, the look. caption is that that. Yeah, no. What I read with the caption is that that's the top of the ship and it's coming around that mountain. Why would it? Ha it doesn't even make sense that it would like. Well, where's the front of it? Well, the I mean, that's not the bottom. Well, what ship but is it this? Kind of, can we look up a picture of the this ship? <laughs> we can find the ship. Like, <laughs> all right, you know I, what? I you know guys what win. You I know what you're win. saying. I know what you're saying. But like, do you see how that's that's like a real bow of a ship right there? So they wouldn't have that and then have it again. That would be like angled down the same way everything else is because they want you to see the pool that's sitting out in the front. Okay, you know what? Is it some sort of like I'm, mega like mega transport freighter thing that's carrying? It's a mega ship. It's probably a mega ship made by the, by Germans. I don't appreciate this. Okay, at all. you know what? Let's move on. Let's just say it's fake. <laughs> Let's just say it's fake. Okay, de deforestation's a big deal. Is this real or fake? Real or fake? Two thousand nine forest. Two thousand nineteen no forest. Real or fake? Well, okay. Let's let's talk about two things. One hundred percent, I believe that's that's probably real. Okay. But you're also putting the World Wildlife Federation logo on there. No, that's just so, a panda. So is that part fake or not? Like, did they say like this is right. this is our picture? That's right. So here you so go. That might fix you because it's probably fake because it doesn't even look like the same ravine. That's real. 
It's and, real, but it's not. It's not 2009 and 2019. Oh, it's, they're side. They're, they're side, side by side. side. They put a line down the middle of it. That's how I've made. That's how that I've was made a, it. That's a. That was a trick question. No, that's how it was for them. In it, what year? <clears throat> I don't C? know. See, trick question. Well, no, it could be. Those damn wrestlers. You know what? Do you know if that was 2009 or 2019? I don't know. It doesn't matter. The point being is there's still forest there. Hey, also, though, let's talk about how whatever's behind that truck kind of looks like an upside-down telly that, like, has, like, two huge humbuckers sitting. Oh, my God. God. You're right. Good for you. Okay. Yeah, nicely done. Everything's music to you, isn't it? Everything. Yeah, Yeah, I can't even look at a picture. All right, so real or fake? <laughs> zoom, zoom in on them humbuckers. Yeah, <laughs> those are probably those Billy Gibbons, uh, those yeah. BFGs. That's a custom custom That's shop, a custom BFG. Real That's, or fake? Oh yeah. Fake AF. Okay, well, I'm gonna say it's fake. Now listen, what? this one is not fake. They made the stairs smaller as it went up, so this is just a piece of concrete that comes out into a point. Okay, and the picture's taken it a, such a way. And I mean, look at the neighbor. What is that like third world country behind? It? Right. What what country that has a GDP of fourteen dollars spent eight million dollars on those stairs? But eight million—that's just some concrete. <laughs> to make it that way would Michael be Landon Highway to Heaven. This is why that was created. Man, Listen, yeah. I tell you what. If also if someone decided to walk to the end of that. God forbid they didn't get poked by that point. Man, it's like countries like that don't have time for art, really. Like, why the? F- yeah, <laughs> don't you have anything else to worry about than these yeah. silly ass stairs? They're like, listen, uh, we have eight million people starving here, but you know what we ought to do? <laughs> I got this idea. I have a great idea. You ever seen a staircase at a point? We could probably win real or fake on uh, Chris Weaver's show. Oh, you know what, man? I thought this would be fun. <laughs> Because you're super funny till now. <laughs> I thought we are still having fun. No, I'm just teasing. I'm yeah. teasing All right, last one, last one. Real or fake? Real or fake? I'm gonna, real. I'm going to go with real. That's real. That is real. real. Scary as balls. I remember oh, that. shit, we have one of those in Nashville. Kind of. We did. That big? No. I mean, but it was like big around and pretty damn deep. So pretty that's deep. a sinkhole, yeah. and, and that, that's probably Andrea's backyard right there. It's probably in Columbia. That's, that's probably what her... Right hello, please. Hello, hello. <laughs> yeah, that's real. That scared the show. I mean, I didn't want to see that again. Yeah, I wouldn't either. You know, I, um, I don't even want to show you now. What? I mean, show what, it. What are you afraid to show me? All right, look, watch this. I found this. I don't. It's it's funny. It's not funny, and then it's funny again. Here, I, uh-huh. this is this is not about real or fake. This is about masks and where we're going in life. Just watch this. Yeah. Mask up. here. I mean, right now, right now, right now. Look at everybody. I mean, could this... This could be the future. I'll just go ahead and say here. Not here. You say that though. Put your mask on, bitch. Mask. You right, so, put your mask hey, so I, I want you to know at this moment, I just got a phone call. All right. Um, and I declined it. We we in trouble because I was like, I'm on a live show. But uh, who is it? My my. 
reach out to a friend who knows sports well right. was Chris Young. Oh, geez. And Chris just called me. I declined it, and I said, I'm on a live show. And he texted me back about the card. He said that card is not real. It's a Photoshopped uh, card from Jim Mason in, Jim 19, Mason. Oh, in 1979. Oh. And he said Jim Mason was actually drafted by the Expos. Let's call Chris right now. All right, I'll call him right back. No, we can call him on the phone. We can call him. Let's call him. Do it. Just uh, uh, let me tell him to answer. Here, right, right. Here. Okay. Let me. Let me. Oh, hold on. I haven't talked to Chris. I haven't talked to Chris. Well, I can. Here, I'm going to hand you the number. Here, okay. uh, just uh, uh, you won't be able to read. That. Uh, so read is he? My... Is he a big? Is he a sports guy? Yeah, man. So he does. He actually has a podcast called the Quadcast. Um, which is pretty awesome. They do, they've, they've done like a hundred and something, 150 shows or something now. Um, there's four of them and every week they do sports, movies, music, and then a hot take. So that's why it's the quadcast. So there's four of them. So oh, nice. So they do a ton of sports stuff. He's, he's pretty knowledgeable in sports. He and I like to go back and forth about sports all the time, like all kinds of things, but he's very knowledgeable. And I feel How hard like is it with you guys when you get into arguments now or when you get into a certain situation? Do you still try to stay off the phone as much as possible or do you just kind of go right to it? Just to get it over with. You know what I mean? I miss the days of... I mean, I do too. I think it'd be fun to go like, you know, because nowadays it's just so you're like, yeah, if only we had a device in our pockets, but we, <laughs> Let's see. we do. Call him now. We'll see if he answers. Okay. So I, I asked him to answer. Hello? Hello, hello. <laughs> Listen to that. Oh, now that's a radio voice. Hey, Chris, it's, it's, it's Tyler. I'm here with uh, Andy and Chris Weaver. Oh, you said my name first. What's up, What's guys? How's it going? <laughs> good. Oh, how man. are you? Listen to that voice. My God, it's like butter. <laughs> Doing pretty good. <laughs> so, so, Chris. All you're here right now is my dog, my dog whining, whining in the background, in the background too. <laughs> so, Chris, I'm going to tell you the background of this. We're we're live uh, on a – we're on air, like, video and everything, too, but uh, – Weaver was doing a real or fake, and the first thing he pulled up was the Tom Brady thing, and I said it's fake. And he's like, it's actually real. And then I tried to look it up, and it's like people are selling these cards for like two dollars and eighty nine cents. And I'm like, and Weaver made the point. He goes, I think it'd be a little more expensive if that was real. Um, and I was like, I want to phone a friend, and uh, because I know somebody that would know. So I texted you, and then I I told him that I, I declined your call so I could say like, sorry. We're on this thing, and then I love that you came through with, you're like, it's actually Photoshop Jim Mason card from 79. So you know a little backstory on this? I, I, well, well, so, so he, he shared, shared it um, oh. originally. And if you go, you can find, find there's, there's an article on MLB.com about it. But on, on like, like the 21st anniversary, anniversary of being, being drafted by the Expos, because he was a he was drafted by them. Tom Brady was. Yeah, no, yeah, Tom, no Brady Tom Brady was was actually like a really, really good catcher, catcher and wow. uh, was drafted by them, but he did not have a rookie card. <laughs> okay, so they put they put his face on Jim Mason's, but he was actually drafted as a catcher by the Expos. Yeah, yeah, and good thing for him, he was just a way better pitcher for the Patriots and the. Well, well, I mean, I was, he, he was drafted, drafted in like the eighteenth round, so I mean. Oh yeah, eighteenth round. Oh god. Well, in the NFL, I think it was the twenty sixth round. So <laughs> better than the MLB, I guess. So is it not possible? Look, look, for him? I, I, it, it worked, it worked out. out. He made, he made the right, right decision. decision. Well, that yeah. was like uh, somebody, somebody, somebody telling me that I, that I should play basketball, basketball. and and, and, and uh, 
me, me being, being like, nah, I think I'm going to sing. I don't think it'll work out the other way around. I try to tell my three kids that that I don't know. So there's not there's no possible way for him to have had a baseball card, even though he was drafted. I mean, I mean, look, look there, there may be like, like one, one that they made, made up, up as like, as like an, an anniversary or something, or something like that. that. But there, there wasn't like an original, original rookie card, card of him. Wow. Yeah. Being a I, I doubt he even if he got drafted, he probably just either didn't take it or never showed up to camp because I'm pretty sure he went to the NFL and started playing football. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, that was, that was I, I'm trying to think of like. 21 years ago. I mean, it, that would have been him out of high school, I I guess. And he looks yeah, like probably. he's he looks like a, a grown-up man right there. No, he would have been 22, 21 years ago. So that would have been out of college. But he does. It's like his current face. Hmm. I, but so, all right. So anyway, uh, <laughs> I appreciate you. the fact that you proved me right that it was it was fake. Oh, yeah. It's so hard to prove me wrong in this town. <laughs> Listen, I, I explained well, to him how much If I know I one thing uh, between me and Tyler knowing each other for as long as we've been friends, neither one of us likes to be wrong about anything. <laughs> so if he called me I knew or texted me, I knew it had to be something semi-important. <laughs> Well, and now you know he's talking to me, so you should have just waited until later. Should have just waited until later. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. We appreciate you. Thank you, buddy. I love you. I'll text you later on. I owe you a drink. Damn, I owe you a drink or two. Yeah. Damn right. <laughs> All right, buddy. See you, Chris. We'll see you, bud. Bye. Oh, my God. I love that. Now, that's a radio voice right there. Golly. He's got that what's deep. Going, what's hey, going everybody. on? I'm Chris here. Nice to meet you. How are you? <laughs> He's a singing fool. So there, I mean, that that was kind of right and wrong. That's what I read was he got drafted, but it came with that card. So that's a safe assumption to say that he could have had a baseball card made, right? No, but that's with like his 35-year-old face, though. Look at it. Yeah, you're right. That was not Tom Brady at 22 years old. I mean, can we get it pulled up again? Oh, yeah, I'll pull it up right now. It's under, it's, uh, let's see, what, number 10 here? Let's, I mean, yeah, it does, It yeah. He, I mean, that's like Tom Brady like four years ago. God damn, he's hot. Damn, he's hot. <laughs> Not that hot. No, I, I'm just saying that because uh, that's what I was thinking. I've seen hotter dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen hotter dudes with hotter wives? <laughs> uh, well. What's She's her, pretty hot. Her name's Jizzlene, isn't it? Yeah, she is like a Jizz name too. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh my god. Well, it's it is. It's like well, no, it's it's like Gazelle or uh, yeah, Jizzlel. <laughs> it's like Giselle. A, off of Giselle. Giselle. That's what uh, that's what Giselle. I said. Yeah, Jizzlene. That's like Snoop Dogg <laughs> saying the word Jizzlene. It's what? How do you say her name for real? Jizzlene. No, Gaylene. I think it's Gaylene. What? Oh my god! I hit something. <laughs> He's already playing his his greatest hits <laughs> to himself. All right, look. I think it's Galen, Gate Galen, Galen. Yeah, Galen. I I did it hyphenetically on the on the stuff which I have right here. Look look at all this. I, I'm not going to get through this. It's it's all good. All right, so right now let's do this and let me see where I I made a special uh, conspiracy corner thing for you guys. Let me let me uh, let me. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> uh, where's it at on here? I don't know where anything at. is. It where is? Do you I see? I get it? yelled at by my wife the other night when you texted me two things that you're like, I think we'll talk about this on the show, and I immediately was like, Hang on, 
And then my wife's like, are you coming to bed? And I showed up like two hours later. She's like, what were you doing? I was like, I was texting Chris Weaver about <laughs> what's not true. I, thought, I was like, I was, I was being very careful in what I said because I'm like, he's not, you know, this is not, he's not going to want to come here. I got it. All right, play it for me. Chris, is he mad at you for wasting his time with uh, some stupid question? Um, so I just want to tell you that when you just played that, it said Arctic, and that's not even right. It's I know, Arct- I, Arctic. I know. I, I, <laughs> let me just explain something to so you. So if you have another Andy, video for me to play, they're like, they're like, here's why it's the Arctic. It's like, it's not the so, Arctic. No, listen, listen. I got to be honest with you. I get very tired and doing these things by myself, and I just half-ass a lot of stuff. Okay, <laughs> so, you understand what I'm saying? That's fair. And, I mean, even the USA was off the side of the paper, and I didn't give a shit. Right, but you spelled USA right. You, well, didn't, spell, I got the- you didn't spell Arctic <laughs> right. Listen, don't get mad at me. You sit up here for a fucking week and look at this stuff. It gets on the eye-numbing. That's That's it's fair. eye-numbing. That's fair. I can't spell anyway. I'm just making excuses now. Arctic. So... <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't put a D in there. <laughs> That's awful. That's awful. I'm starting Arctic. to sweat. That, that nervous sweat. Well, it's hot in here. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, ready? You yeah. should be sweating if we're going to the conspiracy corner because I'm ready. <laughs> All right. So let's. I want to talk about first. We're we're actually talking about Hitler in Antarctica. Also, the Arctic. 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 I can't. Yeah. I you can do it. You got it. Arctic. Arctic. Like, arc dick. <laughs> Arctic. Are you guys done? <laughs> okay. So, I want to first talk about what you had mentioned before about the United States is going to declassify a bunch of UFO information. Yes. Yeah. Let, talk, let's go there first. Before we get into this part, because it all kind of ties together. Okay. So, I saw this not, I mean, the next morning while having my coffee, reading the news after I had the, i sent you 9 million text messages to your green text phone, which is already, my, I can't believe I'm still friends with you for that. My green text phone. Your, your text oh, messages are green. Dude, I've been dealing with that for years. Okay. You know, like, uh, what do you, do you have like a Android? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Okay. There's only so, two phones in the world. So, I mean, that's all right. I can't be the only friend. Yeah. Hey, I mean, I've left group text messages for less, <laughs> but the problem is when they're they, someone on there has a green one, you can't leave the text message. One person screws it up for everybody, and that's my problem with the green text. And also, I'm like, does this is it going through? Like when I texted you earlier, I'm like, yo, I'm here. I was like, this is probably going to take ten minutes to go through. <laughs> oh my dude, it's just a, it's just it's the same technology except it's green. I mean, just, just talk saying. about the stupid. Okay. A little different. Okay. A little okay. different. Okay. okay, I'll talk about it. Okay, oh, so yeah. uh, so the next morning I'm reading my coffee after sending you big pages of, of uh, text messages <laughs> about what we talked about. And uh, I saw that John Ratcliffe, who was uh, under Trump, uh, he was our, uh, you, you know, higher up there right. for uh, intelligence. So he said all this stuff is coming out that is uh, inexplicable when they declassify the information. So our government's already said that they're without a doubt UFOs. 
they haven't actually said like there are aliens, but they've said like no doubt there's UFOs. Uh, but he said that they're about to declassify a bunch of stuff that they can't explain. So, which I don't know that they've ever explained any of it before. So it's not that big of a difference. Right. But um, the th- the main parts of that were that uh, aircraft is either flying faster than the speed of sound and not making a sonic boom, or it's like making turns that are impossible for like G-force wise for anything that we've ever made technology wise. So that'll be coming out. And he's like, there's going to be no explanation. People can go, well, how do you explain it? You have to explain it with aliens, I guess. So when we talked about this originally, and I hope that Antarctica Mm-hmm. Is not a biggest. I mean, I hope it, we can still be friends. And the fact that I screwed you up as far as where the geographically we were here, but I, I just want to say that this this whole idea behind Hitler, for instance, which is part of the conspiracy corner, is <clears throat> that Hitler was not only was it Hitler, but Germans in general have been going down or started the expeditions in into Antarctica in the late eighteen hundreds, right? There was so there was there was expeditions. Uh, in the late 1800s for Antarctica from Germans, Germany. Sure. A lot of because of whaling. I mean, that's what they said was whales because they use whales for everything, the blubber and all that kind of thing. Right. And then eventually they found. Because there are no whales in the North Atlantic. Well, no, but I, I, I think that I think that let's be honest here. I think what what they found was there were cavernous places in Antarctica that were warm and, and had lakes, fresh water and, and this whole thing. And that's why I'm going to, so we're going to play my first clip. Cause I kind of want to set this up uh, as understanding that in Antarctica, it's not, it, it isn't just ice that there are these weird anomalies uh, because of uh, the fact that at one point in time, it must. So what we see here is the, the overview of the CT scanned core and the yellow strata we see now is the sandstone. And now we transition into the network of fossil roots. And we can nicely see how the roots are connected with each other and are pristinely preserved. We have thin roots, we have thick roots, and it's really a network as you would go to the forest near you and drill into the current forest. So th- th- this is what I found interesting because some of this stuff makes sense. If you were to go down there looking for something, whether it to be in Antarctica, whatever the case is, that there were these areas. So it's completely plausible. My whole thing is with these conspiracies is that you get all these one minute things that you're just like, you're looking up to try to see if it's right or wrong and like flat earthers, which you know, is you really believe that. And, and so that's good for you. I mean, that's, I think it's crazy, but you weren't saying that to me though. I mean, I don't believe that you were saying like, that's good. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't believe in flat earth. I am not. I I misunderstood. All right. No, anyway, but this big ball, this, (laughs) this is to me made some of these things plausible that, that Germans, uh, especially later into the 1900s, you know, they found resource and a place to go. And what ultimately in the 30s, they they really found something to make a base there, which ties into Argentina. So because it's so close, they, they, that's where actually. You say so close, it's not like so. It's I mean, granted, that's Southern Hemisphere, but it's not like it's not like a skip and a jump. I mean, it's right. So. Right. It's the well, now look. So, so you see this little white part over here, this little arm looking thing. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that is 
that part right there. Okay. Okay. So now when you go here, th- so the U-boat that were caught in 1940, in, in the later 40s, 1945, okay. you know, we talked about this. You do not believe Hitler made it anywhere else. I don't now. I did watch that show, Hunting Hitler, and I was like kind of all about it. And I was like, I hope they prove me wrong. But, um, and we both know you, you saw the thing. They've proven with dental records he died in Berlin in that uh, bunker. But, right. So here's what, when part of the real or fake thing I was doing today was, was kind of a, a preface to the idea that how do you know? How do we know anything about anything? You know what I'm saying? If I put a gun right. to your head and said, you sure. feel like you have enough information right now to tell me, I know the truth. Right. You, 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 you're going to live, you're going to live and die on based on what you think right now. Would you No, but you know I what think I'm saying? That, yeah. But I'm, I'm, I think that, and I may be wrong, but I'm, I'm assuming that like when they have Hitler's teeth, that they've opened this up to more than like one scientist. Like, I, I feel like they're like, Hey, anyone that wants to look at this, come take a look. Right. And if they're like, I mean, Trust me, I, f- I followed that, like, I watched that show. I was like, man, what if something's crazy? They said, like, they saw him at some ballet there, like, in 1954, sitting in the front row. Like, I was like, wow, that's crazy. But, I mean, then the article is like, no. Well, you you said something the other night that, you know, this whole point about he didn't win. You know, it's like, you know, obviously, you know, he wasn't, right? But but you, <laughs> it, it this makes sense. You can do a lot of damage before you don't win something. You know, right. t- Ted Bundy, I think, was the other one. You know, he you know he killed twenty seven <laughs> people before he lost. You know, so it's you can do a lot of bad bad God, shit. That, listen, the best thing, the best <laughs> thing I heard, I saw a comedian talking about Ted Bundy, and he said everybody is like, Ted Bundy was so good looking, and he's like, yeah, he was good looking versus the other people that have killed twenty seven <laughs> women and raped them all. And then, and then he's like, and they're like, he's so smart. He defended himself as a lawyer. And he's like, you know what? He got the death penalty. That's as bad as you can do. <laughs> that doesn't make him smart. I could have. What'd you say? I could have got a monkey to. Yeah, he's like a monkey could have defended him. He could still got the death penalty. I mean, well, here, here's the deal. Is there? So I'm going to tell you this. Just I'm just going to give you this recap about what this is about, and I want you to tell me if you feel like it's bullshit. Or there's something to it. So basically, okay. in 1939, mm-hmm. that before before World War, well, was it after? It was during. War, started after, in 1936, but we, right after yeah. World War Two, one. Yeah, right. No, World War One. Yeah, wasn't. Yeah, because that was in the 20s. 1919 stuff. Right. So, so in 1939, they have this. They've been going down for a certain amount of time at this point to a 40 years for 50 years. But but uh, they sent down this expedition and it and it went down there to to create a base. This this is the idea right here. Okay. That eventually, after they lost the war, that they a bunch of them went to Argentina, went to Chile. We all know that that sure. is true. That's true. Yeah. That is true. Okay. So there's definitely something already. What's like okay? There's Germans in this area. Uh, there's nobody denying the fact that Germans were in Antarctica. That's not even a thing. That everybody agrees on that. Well, they weren't living there. I mean, nobody, right. nobody, like, there's only, like, a science base there now. Right. So, you you believe that nobody lived there. There wasn't, there wasn't a base, there wasn't a 211 big German base. You don't believe that? I mean, I doubt, I'd say, like, post-war, you know what, if, if like, 10 Nazis were like, yo, let's go live in Antarctica, <laughs> like, they could have gone out there until the cans ran out and they starved to death, I don't know, maybe, but, like, Argentina, no doubt, Chile, like, sure, like, they were there. That's obvious. Right. 
Okay, so this this happened. They, they, the, I can't even pronounce. I I can't even uh, spell Arctic, let alone Schwabenland. I mean, wh whatever the hell these things are. So so basically, this this all what happened. The, the Queen Maud Land, which is, which is, so now just so you know where the area is, it's important in that respect because United States uh, later on, about ten years after, they caught the Germans. So essentially, let me not get ahead of myself. Right, but that's, still, Queen Maudland is like actually pretty far away from yes, Argentina. Correct. Because where you're looking at 1,500 like, miles, I think. Is like Palmar and Larsen Ice and Shelf and all that stuff. Right. So this is where, where the Germans had landed. They came in from South Africa is okay. where a lot of these expeditions came in from, where they were bringing things into Antarctica. That okay, That is fact fair. also. That's fair, yeah. Um, that being said... Uh, that so basically this happened they there was a big base that was made being made down there and used for this is where it gets a little iffy there was aliens already there living in these cavernous worlds where some say atlantis was at one point in time whatever you can i i don't want to even get into that but basically that this technology that the germans were trying to create was trying to create was was being manufactured there okay okay so right that's that's the big biggest part of this conspiracy, I think, from everything I have read, is that. Okay, well, I w I'm gonna say, uh, just from from my side of that, I would I would say that's false bullshit. Yeah. Okay. So when you when you talk about these UFOs <clears throat> that 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 they, these guys are going to declassify and some of this stuff is going to come out. Sure. Right. And I was telling you earlier, it is it is noted that World War II fighter pilots have were quoted as saying that they saw and they had a name for them called the faux fighters. They were they've seen these planes or or UFOs. I mean, UFO sure. doesn't necessarily mean alien. That's right. Right, just means unidentified right. flying. Objective. So they they were have, all have said we there were that the Germans had there was something that these guys were doing that these planes were going just like you said about you know the stuff they're declassifying now. So all the way back into the freaking thirties. Sure. Right. So. Yeah. Well, the forties for us, but yeah. Right. But the Germans, they were using, they were working on this technology in Antarctica. Right. In the late thirties. That's, that's what supposedly, I mean, yeah. I don't know. So the U boats that they pulled out in 1946, that, that, that this is where it gets a little bit interesting is that, and that's why everybody thought Hitler went to Antarctica was right. because they found an Argentina port, where, and they're not sure if it was because they wanted to be caught, or if uh, if they, or if they just thought that they would be able to go there because everybody was allowed in. All the Germans weren't being allowed in. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that one. Right. I don't think anyone wants to be caught. Well, so they were caught by the United States and interrogated, right? And the United States, under this whole thing called Operation High Jump, in in the 50s, goes to Antarctica, and lets off three nuclear bombs. So here's my here's my thing. The one thing that I get out of this, obviously, we can. There's no arguing. It's not flat Earth, right? You can argue right. about flat Earth. Right. This gets a little bit interesting because one of the flat Earth issues is that you can't go. People just can't go to these places, right? Right. Yeah. So conspiracy theories in general are fun. They're it's kind of it's you know interesting to talk about. It makes you think and. To me, it makes people go look at something that maybe they never would have looked at before, right? Sure, yeah. My thing to you is, and this is a, my question to you. Okay. Um, 
when you look at some of this stuff and as they declassify things, the, you know, the governments start to cl- declassify things, as things start to become more available or as people start to uncover and stuff, whatever the case is, do you not have a problem with believing anything that you hear, even if you, f- you research it? How, how do you do that now? Well, I mean, I'm with you. It's hard to do because you're so jumbled with like, I Googled the Tom Brady card and it was someone trying to sell me the Tom Brady card and that was fake. And that was the first like 10 things that came up. I couldn't find anything that said it was false. So yeah, I don't think you have, like, I don't think we have access or the money to go and actually find out if German based to 11 exists, of course. Right. Right. But I also think that I don't know what the upside is for right. like if for any conspiracy. I think of like, what's the end game? Like for me, when someone says the earth is flat, like what's the purpose of 181 governments getting together and be like, don't tell anyone, but the earth is flat. <laughs> right. Like there's no, there's no upside to that for them. Like it's not even on a resource base. Do you, do you right? Even on a resources base basis. Well, then why would they share it with everyone else, like all the other governments? You're still, that's still all the population. Well, that's saying that you're, that, that's, that's believing that all the other governments know. I yeah, mean, that's, it, that's the people that think that like, so what are you going to do? Like, so just say for instance, right? You're 35, right? Or older? Older. Okay. So you could be president. What if you get to be president and they're like, Hey, by the way, Chris, the earth is flat. <laughs> you're like, cool. What am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. Do you see like George W. Bush living on property? So do you pass the freaking ice to be like I have all the resources in the world now? Like I don't think so. So do you believe in secret societies? Because that's part of that is is this part of that is I mean there societies. are, but I don't think they're in the in the realm of like what people think they are. Like you also have to think about the fact that you know eighty percent of people in the world are living at like a little bit above the poverty line in between the lower middle class line or middle class line. So those, so it's easy for them to say, well, all those people have what like secret societies, of course, like have been around forever. So surely you did have, you had the Templars and you have, you've got even the Illuminati or whatever, but those are not to me, they're not this big deep, dark state that everyone thinks they are where they're like, we're going to run everything. And like, I don't know what the end game is going to be because the end game should be during their lifetime, right? People only live to like 70 years old. Right. So what is it going to be to you when they go, hey, you can be in the Illuminati. Don't tell anybody. We're going to run the earth in 1,000 <laughs> years when you're dead. But if all your kids are in the Illuminati, we'll, like I, to me, I just don't believe that. I think like there's not this bigger, higher, like here's where we'll get it. Like, Is thing. there anything that would make you live your life differently? If any knowledge at all that would make you live your life differently, based on what you just said, if somebody came up to you, what what would somebody have to say for you to go, damn, uh, okay, I, I'm I'm gonna change what I'm doing? Well, I don't know. I mean, that's a hard question because like it'd have to it depend on what they're saying. But at the same time, like who's to say that? I mean, look, you know, I'm not a stupid guy, and you're not a stupid guy. So like, you could do, you could end up just being a congressman and being on some board or like, you know, whatever you've got and they go, Hey, we're going to let you know. And then you don't win another term. What's to stop you from going home and telling like your five friends, like, Hey, so listen, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, so 
how do they decide who would they would tell like this secret to the end of the world thing like i, mean, I just there, don't get there it. is a right and it's just like i was telling uh, we were talking about outside a little bit was you know i don't know how anything because like what you're saying if if you got if bill gates is part of the build if this thing is like 200 people are controlling the whole planet which is really insane because one of the reasons i like this conspiracy is because it ties into the Galeens and her, her dad, which you know I, I've told you about before. But it, you know, basically, you know, the, he he created the, these people that came from Operation Paperclip, and all these different scientists were writing the science for the publications he was putting out. Right? Okay, all right, but so so as a counterpoint, Bill Gates was one person away from not being Bill Gates and being right. the other side of that, that got paid out 70 grand to walk away. So what do they do? They go, Oh, well now that you have 30 billion, you can be part of our society. I mean, that doesn't really change a lot. Like, I mean, look at how much bill gives away and like what he does with the bill and Melinda Gates foundation. Would they be like, well, we can't approach him. He's probably gonna, he's probably gonna blow our cover. Like, I, like, what do they, you know, what I mean, like, so what gets you in there, right? And at the same time, even with, even with the Maxwell family, at what point do the Maxwell family get like in with like the Illuminati's? Like, oh, dude, he's got, he's got ten billion. We better ask him. And like, just the same, they could be like, yo, you want to be in this thing? And he's like, nah, bro, fuck you. Then, then it's like messed up. Okay, but here's now listen. Now that's that's that is a good point. And so I will say this to you. 10 years ago, I can imagine that you would, did not think the same with the friends that you had as you do now with the friends that you have now. So I think that some of that is because you get into certain groups and whether you know it or not, your thought changes to go more along the group that you're in, right? You don't associate with the same people you did 10 years ago. You've grown. And now that you've grown, you've met a new group of people that have also grown Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to an extent, but I also think like just the same way. It's like, like, put Yumi and Andy in in with a group of six people, and we become like buds, and we're like, yeah. And they're like, all right, now you're in this thing, and it's cool. But like, if it's something weird or something that's like immoral, I would think at some point I would look at you guys and be like, oh, this shit's not right. Like, right. We gotta- you would. But you can't tell me you haven't met some people that have more money than they know what to do with, to the point where money I mean, I is mean, no yeah, longer. That's, that's true. But but what I'm saying is for that to hold up, for the fact that these secret societies have to hold up and that no one has ever cracked the code means that not one of them yeah. has ever like been like. Well, yeah. they're not they're not just picking up like average dudes and being like, hey, you want to come worship a giant wooden owl? You know, like it's 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 families that have been indoctrinated this for in for hundreds of years some of them though but it's not like 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 bill gates family was not rich before bill gates got rich right so like so bill gates is now part of it and he goes they go hey come out to this thing and he sees something like crazy going on that he's not down with bill gates could certainly turn around and go as a new blood into that turn around and be like Yo, they're doing this. It's crazy. And right, but I mean, I would, well, that's why they put them on a plane with a bunch of uh, drugs and minors and videotape them having sex so, that, exactly so they right. can. Uh, but you can't do that with everybody. Mile. No, you can't. But you, have, it's. I'm sure that that's not the only games that were being played with people that weren't uh, susceptible to that kind of whatever. A lot of people are right, and especially I see. It. And then they say that it's like then those people get killed or whatever. I'm just saying it'd be really hard. Like they, the saying goes, if you have two people keeping a secret, 
the only way for that secret to be kept is for one of them to be killed. Right. Okay, so now if you have worldwide, if even that was like a very secret society with 6.8 billion people in the world or 7.2 billion, whatever it is now, even if 1,000 people, I mean, that'd be the .00001% in the world. Out of those 1,000 people, not one of them making it out to be like, yo, here's what it is. Now, I disagree with this 100%, and I'll tell you why. Scientology is a prime example of that. Everybody well, that the, tries to get out and talk about it and tell people what really happened turns into some nut job, right? Not anymore. No. I mean, Leah Remini did it, and now, like— Right, but that because they, Scientology— They brought up charges and everything. Like, I mean— I'm not—I don't disagree, but yeah. that my point to you is that this is a— organization that was literally made out of the air not something right. that's right l ron, ron hubbard, hubbard right like, the, the, <laughs> yeah. in the in in what the 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 40 the 70s. 70s yeah but well that was dianetics was before that no 70s well he he found old writings that he like made into his thing he was a science fiction writer he started scientology in the 70s right so the dianetic thing so he but he was around forever I, there was a quote i think that he had was like if you want to make if you want to be rich, you have to start your own religion or something like that. And then he right. literally did it. Yeah. Right. So there, so the, the Illuminati, I mean, is, I would say, I, I would hope that the Knights of Templar and those types of things were a little bit more sacred and had a, had some sort of foundation, but maybe not. I mean, but he did it. And I mean, and, and right, even right now that, that church is not losing. I mean, I'm sure it's lost some money with, especially with the Tom Cruise type people, but God, I mean. There was, there was an example right there where people were just coming out left and right saying, these guys are nuts, and they were getting lambasted and tossed out of Hollywood because of the power they had. Yeah, I mean, that's true. That's so fair. I, I, I think that I think that when, and I don't know, this is, to me, it's, it does seem strange that you have people like the Schwab, the guy, the Schwab guy, and you have the, the, the uh, what the hell was his name from the, the Rockefeller Center that, I don't know if you've ever... You would, you would be, this would be interesting to you. There was a guy, a, a doctor that gave, that worked for the Rockefellers back in the day that, that gave a speech that basically said the Rockefeller Center uh, and, and, and these types of people, uh, the Schwabs and those types of people, they, they have funded the point where we have a cure for cancer. We are, we, but we don't, we're not going to let it out. Basically, we are trying to create one. He's, th this is 1969. We're trying to create one world government, and we're going to do that by tearing apart the family, by making sexuality something that doesn't matter to anybody. You know, kind of like at the end of the Roman Empire. Right. Those those types. He just and, and this was in the 60s. You know, and and so I don't disagree. Like on certain levels, like I I don't think that I don't like big pharma is huge money, and I think that they've been very close and possibly have not necessarily cure, but like something like we have for AIDS or for HIV where right. you can live with it. No problem. And just, you know, you're taking medicine. Um, I don't discount that because big pharma has so much, they make so much money that they make more money by people actually being sick. I don't think they're going and making people sick. I just think that they're like, Hey, let's like not completely cure them. Right. But, but also, they would still be making money if they were delivering the drugs that keep people alive for 80 years instead of letting them die at 40, right? So, But this is population control. So, I mean, if you ever— But pop control, if you talk about the one world government, to me, yeah. is, is 
just not not nothing. possible. No, I mean because you have you have wild cards. Like think about this it, alone. Putin and Trump right there prove without a doubt that there is no conspiracy to make one world government because Donald Trump was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like he backed out of all these treaties. We had everything else. Vladimir Putin has changed ever like all their voting systems and everything else. And he's like, screw y'all middle finger in there. So I, I don't think like if there's, if there's this conspiracy to make this one world government, they're going to have to find at one time, we have what 181 countries that are any, even if you go with like the big six or whatever, you're going to have to have people all the way up the chain that like understand it and go, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I mean, it's just not, it's not feasible. But do we, you not, we have a democratic system that like literally is not going to happen that way. Do you not think that some of the stuff though that's happened this, this past year with people wearing the mask, the, the, the vaccinations, the, the fights, uh, you know, that, 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 that people will go to the mat for, I mean, do you not think that it's possible, though? Because I wouldn't have said this was possible, right? I, I, in 2019, if you said that there was going to be something that would shut down the whole world for a year or, or longer, that, that, that is continuing to shut down the world, I would have said you're out of your mind. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. So, I mean, that, that's what kind of scares me about the, the future. Uh, the future is but, that we but, can sit here and say it's not possible. Sure, but at the same time, like, so if you look at the Spanish flu, that was the early 1900s. That actually had a way higher mortality rate and was way more contagious. The difference was that in the early 1900s, you didn't have the access to travel we have now. So that's the only difference. And about every hundred years, we've had a huge Some consumption or the, I mean, the Black Plague in, in the Middle East in the 1400s. Like, that's always happened. The, the difference is now someone that has that can travel in 10 hours and be on another continent. So that's a big difference, right? So it was bound to happen. It's just that, you know, we kind of underprepared for it. We, I mean, we should have known it's coming, but like, it's not that surprising. And I don't think it's a conspiracy that it happened. I think it's just like, what it, about the power that some of these states, mayors, those types of people have, have had that don't want to give it up. I mean, or the the possibility that this happens again. Did nothing really scare you at all? Did, were you at any point in time during this whole thing? Did you feel like this is okay? This is this is a little much. Like I, I'm a little bit concerned about. Man, I I will say that I did not feel that way. But I know I have people in my immediate family that did feel that way, and that's I think it was because of where you are. Like I think, um, you know, Tennessee. Right. Florida, right. Texas, Alabama, Mississippi, whatever. A lot of those people like still kept like kind of running. It was just like at a lesser rate. I mean, like DC was like shut down. My sister lived there and you know, they were 350 days in their house with like, no, like not, you know, they were like, this, this is like end of the world stuff. And I'm like, what? cool. I'm <laughs> cool. I'm going to the golf course. Like, I mean, you know, so for me, no, um, but also had I lived somewhere else, maybe, maybe. I thought that way. Yeah. Did, you, did you get it? No, I haven't had it. Could be. Well, you might have. And did you get antibody tested? No. Yeah. I mean, somebody like you with your, your genes, you, you're strong. I can tell like mm. bull, like bull. I, I get a lot of vitamin D out there in the sun. I just read an article that said people with a lot of vitamin D, uh, less likely to have 
bad cases of it. So mm-hmm. uh, that's why they're saying Africa isn't bad because not only that, vitamin D, but malaria drugs are hyd- hydrochloroquine and the other one that, that these people were already oh, taking yeah. it. Now, I did read the other day that they were saying that it was youth, the youth, but that there were so many young people, but uh, vitamin D, you know, I got it. And only because I don't really ever see the sun, uh, it's a shame. But, uh, you know, it wasn't fun. The headaches were awful. I don't think we. Uh, I don't think I helped in it at all in this conspiracy tonight. I think uh, the funniest, or best part about it was the fact I spelt spelt the Arctic wrong. Arctic, <laughs> Arctic. I didn't say dick, did I? Arctic, Arctic. No, I remember. Arc. Show it again. Where's it? Where's it? Uh, no, we're not showing it again. <laughs> you lo- you lucky you don't show me. Tell me what the clips are. I'd be pulling. We still around. actually slid to Antarctica about all this, but like the thing you sent me is now Russian territory in the Arctic. Right. So what did what was that? So they did have, the Nazis did have a base up there, which makes sense. It's like just... Right north. Like just north. So, I mean, you know, past Norway and... I mean... That, so like they, they had a base up there. Roosevelt said that if, if those guys would have been able to... I mean, that's what Operation Paperclip was. I don't know how much you have read about that or seen right. that. I mean, I watched like the Nazi war weapons. I watched that. I've watched all that stuff. They had like a, a bullet that shot around a corner and all this stuff, but it was like, it was also kind of like, I mean, like you said, maybe if they had the technology to like put it to work, but they didn't. I mean, it, that was my, uh, I think that's where you laughed at me the other night. You're like, you're like, <laughs> they got all this technology from the aliens. And I was like, and they still didn't win. And you were like, ah, oh. you got me. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. a hard one to come by because I mean, you know, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I also think that I believe in, I think that aliens are on the planet. I believe that. So what do you, like, do you think they're, they're like, they look like us? And they're no, I, cause I've met some people that definitely do not look like the rest of it, but, but that be not trying all, all funniness aside. I, I just believe that some of the things that you you said it before the pyramids are a prime example i mean the, the scratching of the head even to architects today that look at the plum uh, the plumness of of those uh, those things and 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 are like how in the hell did you do this with a bunch of aliens and some slaves i mean it's 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 insane right but beyond that the technology and i honestly believe there is definitely something from world war 1 germans to a handful of years later to to world war 2 germans i think that they they found something or someone. Sure, but I mean, at the same time, in World War One, we were we were doing the same. Like we were also like in trenches and riding horses. I don't disagree. My point is to to Roosevelt's and, and and a lot of other people during that time period that saw these these different scientific plans was like, if if they would have been able to grasp some of this technology or any of it, we would have been it would have been a different thing. So it's just was Hitler part of. Was he Satan? Uh, what was was this a? I mean, what 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 was this? Like, why? How did this guy, Chris? He was a failed artist. No, he was not failed artist. He painted stuff that he no one did liked. A, yeah, he. I'm telling you what. <laughs> and, if I would have been, he's like, you know what? If I would have been half the failure that guy was as a musician, <laughs> huh? Huh? I wouldn't be here with you two sons of bitches right now. I can tell you that. Will you play a song for us? Yeah, man. Uh, I forgot about that. Part. Don't worry about Just, it. We'll, we'll be right back, and then. Uh, Tyler Reeve, everybody, going to play a song for us. We'll see you in a minute. Sponsors of How Valid is the Validity. Audison. Audison Amplifiers. Feel it. Hertz. Hertz Marine and Car Audio. Hear what you've been missing. 
For Doliac Law Group, let us help you. Aurora Nutriscience, true liposomal supplements. Guidance Whiskey, look for guidance. Cartronics, customize your ride. Sony Car Audio 2.0. Titan Motoring, don't just customize, personalize. Chris Weaver Band, live and streaming entertainment. How Valid is the Validity, Wednesday night, 7 Central, 8 Eastern. And I say he. Stai ascoltando. Anata WA Kiraimasu. Estás escuchando. Você está ouvindo. No matter how you say it, you are listening to How Valid is the Validity. Taggart River Entertainment and Sunny's Patio Pub and Refuge presents April 3rd singer songwriters Jared Neiman. Love and Theft. Chris Weaver. Ward Gunther. Saturday, April 3rd at Sunny's in Nashville. Limited seating available. Tyler Reeve, everybody. Hey, y'all. <laughs> the song I wrote uh, with my buddies, uh, Brett Young, Trent Tomlinson. I can't count the times Almost said what's on my mind But I didn't Just the other day I wrote down all the things I'd say But I couldn't I just couldn't Baby, you know You've been wondering mm, So here goes nothing In case you didn't know Baby, I'm crazy about you And I would be lying if I said That I live this life without you Even though I don't tell you time you had my heart a long long time ago in case you didn't know the way you look tonight that second glass of wine well that did it there was something about that kiss girl that did me in got me thinking yeah I'm thinking all of the things that I've been feeling mm, it's time you hear them in case you didn't know baby I'm crazy about you I would be lying if I said that I live this life without you, even though I don't tell you all the time. You had my heart a long, long time ago, in case you didn't know, you got all of me. 
I belong to you Cause you're my everything In case you didn't know I'm crazy about you And I would be lying if I said that I Live this life without you Even though I don't tell you all the time You had my heart a long, long time ago so much Tyler Reeve everybody it's Thank been you, a buddy. great great night thanks for doing this with me yeah man thanks for having me out thanks for all the drinks thanks for uh setting me up and making me think a little bit <laughs> yeah sorry um thanks for helping me with my spelling thanks for helping me with my spelling uh we still have uh, some stuff to we still have the online to sell for next week so you guys please check it out uh for the show next week uh, April 3rd um we appreciate it Andy thanks so much I'm glad. I hope you enjoyed yourself with the new the new equipment. The new equipment. Oh yeah, you know it. All right, this is how valid is the validity. We'll see you next time. Make sure you download uh, anywhere you get your podcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm.